You're listening to the Minds I Like podcast. My guest today is Naya Daly. Naya Daly is a social worker, educator, and yoga facilitator. And her yoga studio is called Soga Yoga. And what she does is combines movement, education, and mentorship along with facilitating yoga for people in the community. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great breakdown of, of what I do. Naya, I was the one that reached out to you after listening to your interview that combines social justice, education, and also creating safe spaces where people can do yoga. So I just wanted to get some information from you and just get an understanding of what was your journey that led you to your profession? Yeah, I mean, I think I had multiple paths to the kind of destination that I'm at currently. But uh, my first introduction really to the idea of social justice was really from the women in my family, uh, in particular, my mother and my grandmother, Um, you know, coming from Jamaica, community and kind of caring for others is just something that's like built into the fabric of who we are um, as a community. So I've always seen my my grandmother in particular care for people around her, even when she had kind of little to nothing in terms of physical um, and material things to offer. Um, And the same can be said about my mom. She's been a social worker her entire life, um, formally and informally, uh, and is a priest um, working in the Anglican Diocese of Toronto. So again, being of service and in service to people um, is something that I learned from um, the matriarchs of my family um, and was where uh, the, the spark was kind of lit in terms of my passion and for the work that I do now. So yeah, I would definitely say it's a woman in my family in terms of yoga. When I moved back home from university about eight years ago, um, I was kind of introduced to power yoga, um, a really kind of physical type of practice. Um, and after practicing for a couple of years, just noticed that I didn't see a lot of faces that look like mine. Um, and, and again, felt the need to integrate these two passions of mine, my, my education and my hobby um, into one. That's amazing. And like I said earlier, I really admire your passion for social justice and yoga. And what made you combine the two? I think after I finished my master's last year, uh, I finished my, my master's in social work. I really wanted to find a way to um, incorporate a kind of talk therapy and movement therapy because yoga was a really healing um, activity for me um, when I moved back home. And, you know, as I kind of went through and navigated different transitions and challenges in my life, I found a lot of healing in the practice of yoga. Um, so kind of equipped with the knowledge that I learned through my formal education, I wanted to see how I could, again, integrate the two Um, And that is really how Soga was birthed. Um, It was an opportunity to not only provide yoga to people of color, but to also support um, Black, Indigenous, and people of color who were leaders and facilitators and teachers, and to just give them the community and resources that they needed to really thrive. Wow, absolutely. And how do you implement CBT or cognitive restructuring with your practice? Um, well, I think for me, it's it's a, it's a lot more informal. So again, with yoga, we're not necessarily doing a lot of like talking and, um, you know, counseling people, so to speak. 
I think being really mindful of again how your your you know your thoughts impact and affect your actions. I think that was the concept that I was really easy that was easy to kind of integrate into the practice of yoga. So the whole idea of mindfulness and again getting people to show up on their mats and just to be more in touch with their bodies and to be more aware of kind of why they think the things that they think and how that impacts the way they see the world and themselves. Um, that's something that I, I try to infuse into my yoga practice and into the work that I'm doing with Solga. Absolutely. And I found something really funny that you had mentioned to me earlier about yoga is more than physical poses in Lululemon tights. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> how, how do you... Um, I mean, I, I think I'd show that through modeling and that's my, my son making a, a grand appearance. I, I, I try to do it through kind of modeling, right? And the behavior that mm -hmm. I um, kind of put out there. So ultimately, again, yoga and the physical part of yoga is what's popular and what's really marketed. Um, but in terms of the psychological and the mental health benefits of yoga, like science has caught up and, and really found that there is so much good that comes out of the practice of mindfulness. So, you know, it's always drawing people's attention to the fact that high lunges and, and you know, downward dogs, they're cool and they're fun, but ultimately it's really focusing on the practice of paying attention and being more in touch and in tune with your body, um, with the way that you feel, right? The way that you um, sit with yourselves and navigate through, through kind of challenging moments and times. So I think it's just our job as facilitators just to remind people when they are doing a physical practice of all of the mental uh, spiritual and kind of psychological aspects that they can also benefit from when they do the practice of yoga. Absolutely. And how does that show up in your space when you're teaching and like you said, you're more modeling the practice? What else do you think that people are looking for in terms of um, transference when it do in yoga that's accessible and also to be able to teach yoga to people and also have them more self-aware and understand mindfulness? Well, I mean, I think the, the key about the self-awareness thing is that it's, it's almost like community awareness, right? That's really what we try to focus on at Solga. I think the, the tone of like Western society and the way that like white supremacy kind of you know, makes its way into everything that we do, it's very individualistic. So we think, you know, my yoga practice is for me and I, my self-care is all about me. But ultimately in our classes, we're trying to create a sense of community and the fact that we kind of heal and move together as, as a community. So having more representation, having a room that's filled with black and brown people, not just white people, I think ultimately helps with that idea that, you know, yoga isn't just about yourself and getting stronger and better for you. It's really about taking care of each other, being there for each other. Um, so yeah, I think even the, the representation, just me being a woman of color and, and standing up in these spaces, I think helps that, right? Because people can see themselves in me and hopefully want to learn more and kind of dig deeper into their own practice. Mm -hmm. And do you mind sharing one technique that helps people remain calm and focused? Yeah, I think a really, popular one and one that's kind of widely accepted um, in psychology and yoga is square breathing, right? It's something that I often do at the start of my practice or at the end of my practice. And it's, a, it's this idea of, of sitting in stillness and finding a shape that feels really comfortable and natural for you. 
-hmm. and then counting the cycles of your breath. So inhaling for a count of, you know, two, three, or four, kind of holding it at the top, and then exhaling for that same amount of time, and then holding at empty, and continuing that cycle of breath. And really, it helps to just um, kind of regulate the nervous system, to slow the heart rate down, and to just get you to a place where hopefully you are able to kind of move forward in a more productive and mindful way, right? So doing that, you know, for five minutes, even a day can really, really help just to kind of set the tone for a more calm uh, and peaceful state of mind. Mm -hmm. And is that something that you suggest uh, as part of a morning routine is to focus on the square breathing? Or do you find that that's a technique that you would use if someone's having an anxious or stressful moment? I think both. It can serve many purposes and functions, right? So I do think it's really important to have a, a practice to start your day, but that can look like really anything. So square breathing is one of those techniques, but I do think the idea of being in stillness um, and just kind of noticing and, and checking in with yourself, especially at the start of your day, is a great practice to have. But the amazing thing about square breathing is it can also be used for moments when you're experiencing a lot of anxiety, you're feeling overwhelmed. Um, it is always nice to stop, pause, and just count the cycles of your breath just to, to kind of detach and get your mind off of, you know, whatever triggering thoughts or overwhelming thoughts that you're dealing with. So, yeah, it serves multiple, multiple functions. That's amazing. And can you just give us um, some, like, maybe one thing that we can incorporate or use that would be helpful. I think the square breathing is amazing. I was just looking at um, another alternative that could be short and quick that people can use just to keep their focus or uh, maintain uh, awareness. Yeah, one of the things I've learned recently, um, I took a course uh, a couple months ago, um, yoga and grief. Um, wow. And one of the things that was really, yeah, it was really interesting was this idea of anchoring. And mm -hmm. for individuals who have experienced trauma or are kind of overwhelmed with feelings of grief and sadness and those extremes, right, that often we try to kind of run away from, the idea of focusing on your breath or on something in your body can be too much at times. So I love this concept of anchoring. And for you, if breathing and focusing on breath feels like it's too much, then focusing on something in your physical space and setting your gaze on it mm -hmm. and kind of taking it in, like the texture of it, the color of it, the shape of it, um, the feel of it even, is a really um, amazing alternative if focusing on breath isn't accessible. So anchoring is, a, is an amazing technique to have. You can do it again, two minutes, three minutes. You sit comfortably, you stand comfortably, and you find something in your space that you can set your gaze, focus, and awareness on. And it, it is a a really nice tool and technique, again, if the breath, if the counting of the breath and being in your body isn't um, really accessible, then it, it's a, a great alternative. And um, I was just doing it while you were talking to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> I thought, you know, um, you know, because for some of us, uh, we might call that visualization and mm -hmm. there might be certain steps that you would use to get your mind um off of something that would give you some anxiety or overwhelm or overthinking and mm -hmm, just yeah. focus on something that's non-related um, would be a good way to keep your mind focused and reduce some of that anxiety that people will have 
which is pretty cool that, yeah. um, you know, people are incorporating other methods um, to help stay calm and focused. Yeah. So yeah. what is one thing you do to heal your community? I know you have the yoga studio, but are there other things that you participate in that helps people bring more attention and awareness to yoga? Um, so, you know, just to kind of clarify, so Solga isn't a physical um, studio, right? We're really like almost a traveling, like pop-up community. So we go to different studios mm-hmm. within the city of Toronto um, and we kind of move. And, and due to COVID and, and the changing times, we now kind of offer classes on Zoom. So just to kind of make a note of that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, in terms of other ways that I heal my community and heal myself, you know, I'm beating a dead horse a bit, but it is being in community. It's actually just being with people that look like me, you know, mm-hmm. and being in spaces with them. And and again, being an example of, you know, this is what this practice has brought to my life. And this is how I've been able to thrive and move through challenging times. So I think that's so important. And, and you know, just to add to that, one of the things that I started doing last year in the wake of all of the attention that Black Lives Matter had garnered um, after George Floyd was murdered was I began offering something called the anti-oppressive wellness workshop to Mm -hmm. yoga teacher trainees and schools. And for me, it was an opportunity again to look at how can we create um, a tool that ultimately educates this next generation of yoga teachers coming up. That way they don't perpetuate harm, right? And replicate the the systems of oppression that have ultimately been keeping people of color and marginalized folks out of wellness spaces and like every space. So mm-hmm. I offer this workshop to communities. I offer it to yoga teacher trainers, to Pilates teachers um, and to wellness facilitators as a whole. And for me, it's, it's how I do my best to work with white allies and to support them in their growth and learning, but then to also um, provide a space where people of color can come and feel like they're being seen and validated and affirmed. So, you know, it's been something I've been offering for about a year now, and it's been mm-hmm. really um, fulfilling for sure. That's wonderful. And how do you find in terms of, you know, the whole George Floyd murders coming up to a year? And I was on another website yesterday, a platform, and we were talking about things still coming to the surface. So this is just the beginning. We're going to see more people um, presenting themselves with some anxiety and some trauma. They're just scratching the surface and mm-hmm. opening the lid to what's, you know, they've been suffering for for years. And racialization has hardly been addressed mm-hmm. um, yeah. in other spaces besides our own because that's all we talk about and people used yeah. to think like why yeah. do we always talk about it but there's a reason yeah. why mm-hmm. for sure yeah so for your perspective um how do you find you know those allies are they getting it are they understanding um yeah. the need for us to create and feel safe in our own spaces yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel like the community at, at large, um, and white folks in particular, are more open um, to and aware of the social injustices that have been, you know, impacting people of color and marginalized folks forever, right? Like, I think the the downside, well, essentially, really, the, the silver lining and all of the attention that George Floyd's murder, murder garnered last year was that it woke 
white people up. Like they couldn't pretend to like not know anymore. Um, and that was, that was important because ultimately um, they created the problem and they need to be a part of the solution to fix it. So I found that people are a lot more open, studio owners, um, wellness practitioners, people in positions of power are kind of asking for support and they're open to you know hiring more individuals of color and getting training and learning and listening. So, you know, I definitely find that there's been a there's been a shift and a change. So that's that's been great to see. Um, what are your platforms so that we can connect with you? And do you have something upcoming that we can participate in? Yeah. So you, if you have Instagram, you can follow me at Solga Yoga. So that's S O U L G A Yoga. Um, you can also find me on my personal page, which is Daily Underscore Moves. Um, I'm in the process of building a website, so my hope is that I'll have it ready by the end of spring. Mm. Um, and yes, we have some really great things coming up. So with Solga Yoga, we have our next yoga event happening in April. Um, and that will be featuring an amazing teacher named Carmen. Um, we also have uh, another anti-oppressive wellness workshop that will be open to the community. And that'll be happening um, April, mid-April. So we have two dates scheduled. And yeah, a lot of other great things coming up in the summer, but those are the, the two things that are, are coming up in April. So, you know, just follow Solga Yoga or Daily Moves in order to kind of stay up to date um, with what we have to offer. Well, that sounds amazing. And we will definitely do that. I want to thank, thank you, you, Naya, for taking your time to connect with me. And uh, we will definitely see you at one of your events. Great. Yeah, I look forward to having you. And you're listening to the Minds I Like podcast.